everyone and welcome back to the Racing Mentor Sponsorship Podcast. I am here with Toby Trice. How are you, Toby? I'm awesome, as always. Um, very well, thank you, Jess. How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm good. I've got my cup of tea. I'm, I'm ready for the day. Nice. Yeah, I've got a couple of <laughs> cup of tea on. You can't, you can't start this podcast without a brew, right? No, exactly. So anyone, if you want to pause and get yourself a brew, go ahead. We'll wait. I'd recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's jump in with some fun facts because yours just made me laugh so much Toby so Toby once put his arm around a random lady in Tesco's thinking it was uh his fiance Katie and it wasn't oh gosh that's um yeah that was an embarrassing story (laughs) the woman that mortified (laughs) like when I started reading this I thought it was like a like something from your childhood like oh you put your arm around a random lady who wasn't your mum like when you were like eight or something but no 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 like full adult and I oh, yeah. that. oh yeah I was fully grown adult um yeah that was pretty <laughs> embarrassing it was really odd how it happened because um I kind of just see Katie go kind of past me at the corner of my eye and so I went to put my arm around her but there was also a woman walking in front of her <laughs> and I mistimed it she was directly behind the woman and I put my arm around the woman <laughs> that's amazing so bad so bad um yeah that's not a thing I do often so um so anyone else listening out there just don't be alarmed if I knew you <laughs> just this fun fact um is that she's never been go-karting um Jess I'm really shocked by that I know right I, I mean that's slightly a lie I suppose like I went at Pleasurewood Hills which is like our like local theme park that's really small yeah. I did like three laps in a go-kart and everyone lapped me because I was like right breaking lines racing line everything um and everyone was just it was just no you could just go flat out the whole way around so <laughs> I don't count that okay well we need to get that sorted out I think once this COVID stops out of the way next season yeah. um I reckon we should host a um racing mental cart event I think that'd yeah be I'd like that I think that'd be really fun let's do it <laughs> okay so um let's talk today about time management which might actually sound really boring but it's not because it's a, such a important part of sponsorship but like if you're racing you're juggling current kind of like sponsor activities and you're searching for sponsorship at the same time not to mention I I guess most of you are also working full-time jobs or more than one job in a lot of cases so Toby's great at this Toby's great at time management and I think I'm pretty good at it so I think listen to this and we'll help you get way more efficient and focus on the things that really matter but Toby I know that you are a super busy person so I'd love to start by kind of talking through what your time management looks like and what your schedule looks like yeah um cracky yeah I am busy when you when you sit down and think about it I am busy um I've got a full-time job um that runs shift work so it's very difficult anyway to kind of keep on top of that obviously I've got all the racing mental stuff that we do together Jess um all the sponsorship stuff I do for my racing career and training and that kind of stuff and I also um as most people know I'm an ambassador for a charity for City Network UK so that requires me to put quite a lot of time in um, for support groups and, and interviews and, and stuff like that and then you've got all the kind of media stuff that goes with it um so yeah just my my last pretty hectic to be fair <laughs> when, I, when I actually sit down and think about it it's um it's pretty full-on but yeah managing time is obviously so so important I think um anyone that takes this journey on to to become a racing driver um when they've got a working career um which most people that listen to this podcast probably will have um time management is really really important because without it you know, it's so hard and it's such a struggle to actually get on and do the things that help you pursue your dreams. Jess, I know you're very, very busy yourself. Um, you've got lots of things going on. So 
how do you kind of keep on top of uh, on top of your day yeah so like i i do have a lot going on but i, I pride myself in not being busy obviously there are times when i'm like wow there is so much to do but i feel like i'm so good at kind of managing it's more about managing myself and my natural tendency just to want to do everything but the thing i need to do like a lot of the time if it's like you know i need to send an important email to get something done i won't do it i will literally do anything else so it's about it's been a long journey of like just understanding myself and i think that's a really big part of time management so for example if i'm trying to write an article just writing on my to-do list draft article like first draft of article it won't get done so i know that i have to literally and this sounds so silly write down a really specific to do this that's like open the google doc write the title do a short outline then do the draft that because is really I'm, specific yeah because I, I know i need to break stuff like that down and i don't need to do it with everything but i can see myself putting something off putting something off and normally like once i've written a title and opened the document not in that order i'm i'm good to go so I, I just, I understand like these areas where I get stuck yeah. and that is a process. That's something I've gone through over the last eight years of running a business and, you know, right at the beginning, not getting anything done and being like, why are all these clients leaving me? Because <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Um, that's the thing though, that that didn't it? happen, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing though, isn't it? Because like sometimes you get so much going on that you don't know mm. a where to start. And that can be really overwhelming that you've got so much going on and you then are not productive. And Mm. it's really strange, something that I've kind of adopted to my routine, probably the last maybe three or four months. um, I felt like I've been actually really busy through lockdown, which is really odd. Mm. I didn't expect that to happen. That I've actually done nothing when I've got the most going on. Um, Yeah. Where sometimes I I kind of got so so overwhelmed and I've got so much to focus on that I literally don't know where to start that's the point where I just end up being on my laptop and just staring at it and not actually getting anywhere. And that's the point now that I go completely away, do absolutely nothing, maybe grab a cup of tea, listen to some music or a podcast or just chill out. And then I go back to it and all of a sudden Mm. I'm like firing all fours again. I'm like, right, let's let's get this done. Um, Yeah. I think that's a really important point though about taking a break. Because like, I think when you're busy, there's a tendency and I'm so guilty of this, a tendency to go, I need to work through, I need to work through my lunch break, I need to work into the evening, I need to get up early and just work, work, work just to get stuff done. But uh, certainly from my point of view, if I don't take a, like actually leave my office at lunchtime, my afternoon is just shot. I won't, I won't get anything done. So I'm like really forcing myself to like go for a walk around the block or go get a coffee or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I'm super productive again. So I, I think that's, that's such a good point about just take take some time away if you're stuck yeah and that's very true I mean like having a having a job and then kind of coming home and going right I've done an eight hour nine hour day Mm. I need to now go and do however many hours of of sponsorship stuff and and sometimes it's like oh my god you know I'm so tired that I can't bear to think about doing it and I'm not then productive but then Mm. having a rest and I can come back to it and I'm like right let's go and and I can get what sometimes might take me four hours done I might Mm. get it done in like half the time because I'm yeah you know, I'm absolutely full on. And I think that's kind of a, that's my, like, I suppose my, one of my top tips today, there's a few coming today, I think from myself and Jess, but um, it's really important to kind of be aware of yourself through these difficult times of when you're feeling overwhelmed by workload. Mm. Um, and if you want to give your best self to the job at hand, being rested and, and that kind of stuff is so, so important. 
Mm. I think uh, one of my top tips for that kind of feeling of overwhelm when you've got lots on is make lists. I love a list, but one trick that I find, if I just write down a list of what I've got to do, that makes me feel overwhelmed if there's lots on it. So um, I use, I think you do as well, Toby, the Zelo journal. Amazing stuff, yeah. And uh, on the right-hand side of like the, the daily to-do list is a little column for like the time that that task is going to take. And it's amazing how many tasks I have that are just 10 minutes. 10 minutes to send an email probably doesn't even take that long. And um, this journal actually uh, encourages you to write down how long you think a task will take and how long it does just to help you get better at like working out like you know how long something will take you especially if it's something that you do regularly like you know let's say that you've put down on your list that you need to follow up with all of your sponsors you might put that that's going to take you two hours but actually to follow up with those 10 sponsors it only took 50 minutes so I, I think like understanding that really kind of helps you but I find that if I can look at my to-do list and be like right I'm feeling all over the place. I'm just going to do this 10 minute task and then I'm going to go into this 60 minute task. And I think just seeing it all laid out like that makes me feel better because I never really have more work than about three or four hours a day. Obviously I have someone helping me now and I'm, you know, in my business all day. I'm not doing a job and then all of this kind of stuff. But um, obviously what I'm doing is on maybe a larger scale than what some people are doing for sponsorship. But I, I, I really find that just marking down the time of those tasks just make me, makes me feel so much calmer. Yeah, and, and I, I really second that, that Zello or Zelo like planner because I think we was introduced this by one of our previous um, winners, uh, Nathan Williams. Mm. He recommended the book and I think Jess and I literally bought it straight away because we were like <laughs> sold. Um, yeah. And this isn't an endorsement, this genuinely is, we, we love this product and we use it all the time. And yeah. um, you kind of have this kind of like week page where you look at the week ahead what you want to achieve and what what you think how you you know how you'd be happy with the end of the week and what you want to kind of see there as a result and that helps you map out what the week is and then you go into each day and break it down and um it's been life-changing for me really because I've got so many things happening so many little projects so much going on occasionally before I bought this journal I used to forget that oh no I've I forgot to do that on Monday or I forgot to do this mm. this week. I have to do it next week. And and then you're not productive. But like Jess said, having this kind of like plan where it says, okay, right, I'm going to do this task. This takes this, this amount of time. And then because you get a better understanding of the tasks that you do regularly and how long they actually take, then the, the following weeks um, or months afterwards, you can plan your time more efficiently because you know that, okay, that task that you said took half an hour and took 10 minutes, mm. um, that frees up 20 minutes of your time you can reward yourself with other things at that point or you can fit another task. It's amazing, Jess, isn't it? I'd recommend anyone to go and get the Zelo journal. Yeah, I like I like that, you know, there, there's at the start of the week, it's like, right, what are your main targets for this week? And you can be really broad and then let the daily stuff kind of break that down. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful for kind of like remembering what you're doing and like what why are you emailing all of these people oh it's because you want to earn like five thousand pounds worth of sponsorship this week or whatever it might be so i think that's really really valuable because you can kind of go back and refer refer to it and then like check that off as well but then it's also got a great habit tracker which i really yeah. love as well yeah um this is turning into like the you know planner you know <laughs> theories but other planners are available um but yeah, like even just like habit tracking, like, you know, have you done your daily exercise or your affirmations or whatever it might be that you do in the morning? You know, have you 
reply to all of your emails. I think that's that's really valuable as well, and I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, it's really nice, Jess, isn't it? Um, shall we talk about when things get a little bit too much and you've got a little bit too much on and how to kind of deal with that? I know, Jess, that you've taken a rose recently. Yes. Um, but outsourcing is such an important part of kind of A, managing a business, um, but also having a system to, you know, to get things done mm. you know, more efficiently. So can you tell me a bit about your experience and your decision with Rose? Yeah, so I think I was probably thinking about getting an assistant for three or four years probably since I started racing mentor on top of running a marketing agency and I but for ages I was like but but I I already do everything and I don't want someone else to do those tasks and the biggest biggest mindset switch for me was writing down those little tasks that I do on a regular basis that are time consuming but don't need my experience so like uploading um, YouTube videos or um, editing anything. Editing takes me so long, like I can do it, but there are people out there who do it better. And this is a shout out to Alex at Momentum Social for looking after the podcast because um, oh, yeah. it wouldn't get done if I had to edit. So, yeah, I about so Rose has been working for me since uh, Get Paid to Race got launched uh, in 2018. And I knew I wanted her to work for me because she's brilliant. But it was like a case of writing down all those little tasks and being like, could I give up the control of this? I've been in my business on my own for so long. And it's the same when you're like the only one doing your sponsorship and managing your racing career. But even just little things like, like from a driver's point of view, things like doing research, planning, like scheduling meetings, all those little things where you, you could be, you know, doing the important stuff like, putting together the proposals and working out your value and strategizing with sponsors. That's the big stuff where you're needed. But if there's any way that you can kind of outsource those little things, it, it just saves you so much time. And it, and it's not just the time aspect as well. It's like just the mental strain of not having to do those things. Yeah, Jess, I've, I can completely second what you've just said. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist myself. I think you and I are quite similar in a lot of ways that, in mm. that respect. And um letting go and letting other people do tasks for you is actually quite a strange thing because yeah. you've spent so long doing it um yourself and you're like I can do it right and I can you know mm. and having that trust of someone else to do something that may seem quite important that yeah you know that can free up your time is quite hard to let go of and just recently I've had quite a shift in um kind of outsourcing and, and getting support because I've recently taken on a good friend of mine and um, someone that I really trust and someone that's phenomenal at being organized and doing some amazing things. And she's now my um, full-time assistant. I say full-time, but she's, she books the hours that I kind of do, you know, I work with her. Mm. Um, and it's been amazing. Like there's so many little tasks now that I used to do that she does for me. She keeps me organized, which is really good because I'm not always organized. <laughs> and I guess you're, you're super organized in your business. Well, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah she keeps me organized and and it means that I can all the kind of admin type stuff my accounts things are going on behind the scenes like research she now does all my sponsorship research she helps me qualify sponsors and that frees up so much of my time and then mm. we sit down together at the end of the week and go right okay this is what we're doing now and it's it's amazing but like you just mentioned with Alex at Momentum Social um, anyone that's followed me on Instagram will know of Momentum Social being one of my sponsors this year um, and going forward along with Purple Tash, of which both of those two, I now 
they they do and i outsource through them most of my design work and video editing and stuff like that so like big shout out to them because they've saved me so much time something that i thought i was good at as an, and an expert at they've blown my mind and completely changed my complete branding and everything like that so by letting go and kind of being open to the fact that other people can a do it better um because that's the case with me and they can do it more efficiently and do such a good job of it has completely transformed the way i look at type of racing i think that's right Jess. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think for anyone who's listening to this going, I can't afford that. I can't do that. There are um, virtual assistants out there who they might just do one or two hours for you a week or even a month. Yeah. Um, who they typically can do everything. Um, so a virtual assistant could just do your meeting bookings for you, uh, scheduling Zoom calls, all that kind of stuff. Or they could do video editing, a bit of social media all that kind of thing. So you don't necessarily have to spend a fortune. And actually, if it frees up your time to be able to kind of do more of the sponsorship stuff, you're going to get that return on investment. So I yeah. think it's definitely something worth considering if you're one of those people who is super busy. If you can kind of free up your time from the research tasks, the admin, uh, all of those bits and pieces, uh, then you can just focus on the, the pitching and the building the relationships that should save you a ton of time so I, I do really recommend at least thinking about what it might be like to have an assistant even just for you know a small amount of time a month so start writing down those tasks that you can do but don't necessarily need to do and I, I think like, you know, for, from my point of view, the thing that the weird thing that Rose is doing that, that saves me like a ton of time and this is so, so, so silly is just booking Zoom calls because like the process of like inviting someone to a Zoom call, it's not that time consuming for me. But when I'm doing like, you know, 10 a week, maybe, especially now that there's lots of people in the podium club, I find that, you know, just doing all those Zoom things is like probably an hour of my yeah. time and my hour, like an hour of my time is worth quite a lot of money to my business. Um, so just small things like that makes just a colossal difference to me. Yeah, it just shows, doesn't it? And, and I kind of challenge anyone to do this. Um, virtual assistants are so easy to get hold of these days. Um, so I challenge anyone that's listening to this podcast to give it a go. Have a look online, find a virtual assistant and get them to do a really short task that might cost you 10 or 12 pounds, something really small. And just kind of embrace how, how beneficial it is to you in terms mm. of the time it frees up. And you'll be really surprised of the results you get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I, I want to kind of come on to a, another tip in terms of time management. And I want to talk about time blocking. I love this. So like by, by kind of like time blocking or task blocking, it's about doing the same kind of task at the same time. So like if you're doing follow-up emails, do all of them together. Don't do one and then something else and then another follow-up and then something else. Do them all together because you're in the right mindset and there's no like context switching needed. So you're not going from writing an email to designing part of your proposal. You do all of your email tasks together, all of your design tasks together, all of your strategy tasks together, all of your like race craft training tasks together. I, it's such a good way just to keep your focus for longer. And I don't know if yeah. you do this, Toby. Yeah, I've been doing it a lot more lately because I find that um, my phone tends to be the, my problem for when I'm blocking out time to do a task. Mm. And because I might be writing follow-up sponsorship emails and then my WhatsApp goes off my phone, I'm like, oh, I'll quickly answer this. And then I come back to 
obviously what I was doing and then I've got to think about it again so I now like remove distractions to help mm-hmm. me with blocking my time yeah um so literally I put my phone on charge out of the way like I'm not it's nowhere near me um mm. and then when I come to reply to WhatsApp messages because I get so many now from the charity and from the community and stuff that I've raised a mentor and I now unfortunately just you know leave that I, I spend an hour doing those replies rather than being kind of a slave to my phone yeah. um so I suppose that's blocking time um yeah I've dedicated the time I've got to the tasks that I want to get done in that period of time yeah I think that's really valuable like getting rid of distractions I'm exactly the same like I'll just pick up my phone for no reason I'm like I know I don't need it so I have to put it away and then or like I'll give it to Rose now and she might then just occasionally just like slide me like a little note saying this is ready for you or this this has come in which is much less distracting because I can't tap it and look at it because it's post-it or something so yeah I think removing distractions is really good I like to if I'm writing something be it an email or maybe designing something or doing some editing I like to like full screen like fully full screen my whatever I'm working in so I can't Mm -hmm. see my different tabs that are open I can't just like oh I'll quickly check my email or go on Facebook so I try and like have my workspaces like minimal as possible so it's just the one thing that I'm focusing on at the time has has all of my attention yeah and it kind of makes you accountable Jess I think doing that because I think we've all become in society a bit of slaves to notifications you know mm. we hear we hear a notification we're like oh quickly check this or yeah you, know, you get the email ping and you're like oh quickly check the email it could be a sponsor and you get all excited yeah and it's um it's not actually that productive to do that it's better just to kind of ignore all of your notifications or turn them off if you can mm. um, because it just yeah it's amazing how those small distractions can take you off your concentration to get your task done and I something I need to go back to doing because I was really good for a while at posting regularly on social media and I was using um buffer and I use this, the software yourself Jess mm. um but as of late I've been using my phone to post on social media and I might go okay I've got an idea I need to post it on social media it might be a story or something really short I'll do that and then I'll find myself my thumb dragging myself through Instagram or Twitter yeah and I, I'll look at the clock and I'm like oh my god I've just wasted like 20 minutes what the hell am I doing like why do I need to do that and I like, I love social media. I like consuming social media. But at the time when you've got lots of th- other things that are more important, mm. I've then prioritized that task of just browsing social media and not actually getting anywhere. Yeah. When I should be more accountable and going, okay, I need to, you know, I need to get these things done before I go and do that. Mm. Um, and that's something I've, yeah, I still, you know, I'm still practicing that. I'm still trying to get out of that habit. Yeah, this is why I had to delete TikTok. My God, like that. I mean, I only had it during lockdown anyway, so I wasn't really doing much. But like, just hours of just sitting on my bed looking at TikTok. I'm like, I have things to do. <laughs> like, they not might not be pressing because like clients went quiet. But like, there are still things on my to do list that are not TikTok. Yeah, so, yeah. TikTok was dangerous, wasn't it, when that came about? I, I mean, I yeah. still love it, and occasionally, like, we'll just reinstall it just for a day, and then I'm like, no, I'm getting addicted. Is that like your guilty guilty pleasure there, Jess? Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I just re- I really love it. I just think, like, the, the in terms of like content creation, it's just like the people are so clever and it's so entertaining. Yeah, I got I just got a bit obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite an obsessive person though, so like, if something catches my attention, I will focus on it completely until I'm bored of it. Yeah. Or I have to delete it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, another thing I kind of want to 
talk about in, in terms of time management and in terms of just like sponsorship and getting stuff done is accountability. Yeah. I find it so much easier to, to get stuff done if I know someone is going to go, did you do that thing? Because I don't want to say no. <laughs> no, I looked at TikTok for three hours instead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> and obviously, like from, from my point of view as someone with clients, it's quite easy because you know at the end of the month, you've got to say, yes, I did the work and yes, there are results. But I think when you're on your own, doing your own sponsorship journey, there's often a lack of accountability. So I, I would recommend that, you know, whether you're just like co-opting friends and family into your journey and just talking to them about it, or whether you're using something like uh, the Race and Mental Facebook group just to say, hey, I'm going to do this thing this week just for a bit of accountability. Um, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, I, I agree, Jess. I use my, my Zillow. I'll come back to that point again. I use that mm. as my accountability because I've written my goals. Um, I've created tick boxes that I've got a tick to mark that task off. Mm -hmm. And if, if I go a day and I've missed one, I'm like, oh, like that, that really bugs me. Yeah. Um, so that kind of OCD mentality, I guess it's OCD. Um, I've got to complete each task and each goal and I've got to get there. Um, that's kind of how I do the accountability stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, whenever I'm working with like, well, I guess you guys in the podium club or um, if I'm doing any coaching, yeah. I'm really quite hard on the, right, what are you doing before our next meeting? Because I think that's really important because they know at the next meeting I'm going to go, did you do the thing? Um, and I did it in six weeks success. And I think just having, just knowing that someone's going to be saying, did you do the thing? Uh, whether it's your journal, whether it's someone that you work with, whether it's friend or family member. Um, but I also think that can stress some people out as well. And they'll feel guilty if they don't do the thing. Yeah. Um, so it's about kind of like working out what works for you because I actually have some clients who I can't do accountability stuff with in that way yeah um because I know that it, it will just overwhelm them and stress them out so it's a bit more kind of soft and nurturing what I'm doing with them but but for the most part I think it's it's worth working out how you can be accountable to yourself or get someone to help you with it because it is a big part of just getting stuff done yeah, definitely. And, and just a second, the, the point on the podium club, I remember back when I did my um, six weeks to success course, um, I've said it right again, Jess, I'm getting <laughs> better at this. Um, you know, when, when I went back to that, that time of doing that course with you, Jess, and six weeks was what my accountability, I'm like, right, I've got to get a sponsor in six weeks, let's mm. do this. And I got to the end, got a sponsor, and I was like, hell yeah, this is, this is so cool, and it felt amazing. And yeah. I always want to kind of ride that curve. So now in the podium club, when you're saying to the group and you're going, right, guys, what are you working on this week? And by next meeting, what do you want to achieve, et cetera? And obviously we all come up with and chat between us with what we're doing. When it then comes to those those calls together, um, it's so awesome to go, hey, I've got this done or I've worked this. And it's it just makes you, yeah, more accountable. And I, I really enjoy that. And I think having that kind of shared success among a group is just such a fulfilling thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is something that if anyone's listening to this and thinking, oh, I want to do that, you can start posting in the group saying, these are my goals uh, for the week. This is what I want to get done in terms of sponsorship. Who else is in? And I, I will occasionally do like a, an, a like early in the week thread of, right, what's everyone trying to get done this week? And I will keep an eye on you. <laughs> so there, there is that built into the, uh, the Facebook group as well. So if you're not a member of that and want some accountability, then um, just search Racing Mental Sponsorship Community on Facebook and you'll find us. Hell yeah. Jess, let's just talk a little bit about um, the kind of remembering why we're doing this and why we're here. I think we've 
spoke a lot about um how to kind of like, some tips of how to kind of be accountable and how to kind of manage your time and stuff um but it's very overwhelming when you've got lots of things going on and it's very overwhelming to actually lose sight of of why we're doing this in the first place why mm. are we committing ourselves to all this you know this you know this time that we've got to kind of consume to to get to our goal and having goals written down for me Jess is so so important um, yeah again I've, I've mentioned in Zillow that I, I write my goals down and and what I want to achieve each week and month and year etc but I just think it's so so important just to take that time away from your day-to-day routine and your tasks and stuff and just take note of remembering exactly why you're doing this um because yeah. it does get very tough um I've had days where I've just been exhausted from just overdoing it um and you sort of just go like you know I can't carry on and you know that's genuine I have I still have that every now and again now and I'm sure people that listen to this may feel the same but by remembering why you're doing this and the people around you and what you're trying to achieve as a racing driver for your sponsors and friends and family and and for the love of the sport that keeps you going Um, and I know you're exactly like this yourself Jess. Yeah and I'm, I'm always looking to the future and I think the biggest tip I can give anyone is to visualize what it like feels like to be at that end goal so it's all good and well saying i want to get to le mans okay great yeah of course don't we all but what will that feel like what's it going to feel like you know jumping into the car for your stint like what's it going to feel like at at the end what's it going to feel like as you're prepping for le mans like all things like that just feel it because not only does it make it more real to you but it, it will help you like really focus on getting there if you can see it happening and you know like I guess this whole visualization thing comes from the same school of thought as meditation um and kind of that clearing the mind to be able to focus on something big and the big end goal and that's you know that might not be for everyone but I would definitely kind of recommend you know whether it's like sticking up a picture of like your dream LMP1 car or whether it's you know just sitting down with your eyes closed and just imagining like what those like the actual day of your you know your 24-hour race will be i think that that's really really powerful and then you can also break it down you know what what does that look like in the next year what are you aiming for this year is it a championship win is it to get x amount of sponsorship i think having goals like that stops you from kind of losing sight of of why you're trying to do this and well using you as an example Toby like you've got you know this this really really great goal of um bringing awareness to something that a lot of people go through with fertility issues yeah and I think that must be really powerful for you as well Uh, so yeah so so important I mean the whole reason why I started racing in the first place was to kind of overcome my own kind of mental health issues I suppose Mm. um because motorsport's my release and it lets all that steam and anger out um, so that's one of the big reasons why I race, but also all the people now that I help through motorsport um, or using motorsport to help them with their own fertility journeys is so, 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 so powerful. Mm. Um, but I get massive kicks from like, I've always been one of these people that loves helping people. And if I can help contribute in a way that's positive to their lives, like I really get a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, so when I get um, feedback and testimonials from sponsors of something that I've done in the past, like for example, last year we did the, um, the corporate debt brands hatch for one of my sponsors to help them engage with their staff. Um, 
like I got so much feedback that day. I saw loads of excitement on people's faces. Um, you know, I spoke to the managing director and he was so happy to hear from, from the staff and how, you know, how engaged they were. And all those sort of things feed me with like this, oh my God, I'm so like happy because all that hard work that I've put in um, has been worthwhile because now my sponsors are getting something out of it, which is amazing. Um, and that gives me like a massive buzz. Mm. So whenever I'm finding a bit overwhelmed or I'm finding things a little bit difficult, or it might be that I've had lots of no's from sponsors because I get a lot of no's, you know, that, that happens. But I, rem- I then remember of the, the good and like what my other sponsors have benefited from. It just fuels me again. It's kind of just like, oh, you know, I'm so excited. Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of what I hang on to. There's so much positivity around me um, that I'm grateful for that but that is down to the hard work that I've put in yeah. um, and that just fuels me to keep going. I'm very much the same, like, especially with racing mentor. I like, I always used to think that the only thing driving me was money, which sounds really like mercenary, but ever since starting racing mentor, I've realized like the only thing I want to do. And I actually, that, that like, I, and I do it like to a fault almost now is I just want to help people like just live their dreams, Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is why I give out so much free advice and i i just like just getting messages from people that's like hey i secured a sponsor or oh my god you've you know you've changed my life in this way and i i've had some just mind-blowing messages about how i've completely changed someone's life and that in itself is quite overwhelming but i think if i've helped this one person i have to keep going because i might then do this for another person and like, you know, I had a message yesterday from someone who was like, I had these three goals at the beginning of the year that it was this, this and this. And I've already achieved two of them. And that's because of you and your book. And I was like, oh, my God, like Amazing. it makes me feel so emotional. And it, it's definitely kind of my driving force is, you know, speaking to those people that I'm helping and the people that I enjoy working with. It makes such a difference. And I know often in in sponsorship and when you're like going out there to try and do your thing and, you know, achieve your goals. it's easy just to focus on that but actually what are you doing along the way you know what are you doing for your team and for your family and you know all the people that matter to you because I think you'll find that there's a lot that's worth you know using as a driving force beyond that like end goal as well yeah and it it will just keep you focused it's amazingly Mm. powerful isn't it um yeah I mean I still go back to the point Jess that you changed my life you know I picked up your book um, that I stumbled across on the internet I met your autosport I signed mm. up to your six weeks course and I cannot believe what the difference of now that's nearly two years I think that is yeah. um, and where my life is now it's incredible um, and I'm so grateful for it so yeah it just shows how powerful it is yeah absolutely and then uh, but things though that that kind of blows my mind because then I think about the incredible things that you've done for other people and there's this amazing like knock-on effect yeah of you know I, I wrote a book um and and that like stuff like that really keep keeps me moving forward because yeah. like you know with anyone like if you if you help someone they'll probably help someone else and then so on and so on and so on and it's just this you know this big chain reaction which is amazing yeah and i think you know during times that we're going through right now jess i think it's really actually it's quite nice to be chatting and reflect on this because we're in a time of this pandemic or it's you know the, the world's in a really strange place and there's a lot of negativity and um, we've seen on social media recently with some awful event at karting. Um, we've seen some some you know, not pleasant things in the media and we don't celebrate this kind of stuff enough. Um, mm. I, I wish social media would have this massive flip where we actually celebrated success rather than 
kind of dramatize things that are going on in a negative way yeah um so it's actually really nice to just sit down sometimes and kind of put your mind in that place where okay what what am I grateful of and what you know what can I do to kind of push this forward and what have I achieved and all that kind of stuff and it it really does all help with your time management yeah. um and it's it's so important because you're here to do what you're doing because you love motorsport mm. um, but there's so many other things that also are beneficial to not just your life but the others around you yeah absolutely i feel like we've maybe gone slightly off topic but all this stuff is kind of important for just yeah, get, get, getting the stuff done and i just want to make one kind of final point before we go on to our driver of the week and talk about how like it can actually get really lonely doing this kind of thing and i just want to say to everyone that it's okay to feel lonely and feel like you're overwhelmed and on your own but actually you're not you've got the whole racing mentor community at your fingertips um i'm available you know just on instagram or on um facebook or, or wherever you want to find me just if you want to have a rant about i i did a thing and it didn't work or even if you want to you know share a win um just because I, I, and I found this as an entrepreneur when I've been trying to build businesses like on my own, no one kind of gets it. So even if you've got plenty of people to talk to, they just don't understand. Yeah. Um, and I think searching for sponsorship is the same. So your family and friends might not always understand, but the, the racing mental community will. So do feel free to kind of tap into that if you are feeling a bit isolated. Yeah, we're all here. Absolutely. So um, I am so excited about this driver of the week, Toby. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah. So um, I think it was over the weekend. I got a message um, from a driver called Callum Foster, who um, I'm going to read it out because it's amazing. And it's, I think, probably one of the most, like the best messages I've ever got. And Callum said, hi, Jess, just thought I'd let you know that when you say look outside the box for sponsorship, you certainly need to. Today, we had our first ever meeting for a sponsor who is a funeral directors. That's mind blowing. And the, this, this funeral directors has joined Callum uh, for 2021, which I just think is incredible in terms of That's... thinking outside of the box. Yeah, it's properly incredible, isn't it? <laughs> I think um, when you messaged me to, to say about what, what this news was from Callum, um, I was like, I was shocked because I've never heard of anything like it. Yeah. Um, but could this be the world's first funeral director sponsorship? Like Callum's achieved something quite incredible, I think here. And yeah. this is going to be a bit of a talking point for some time, I think, Callum, um, because it's incredible what you've yeah. achieved. Yeah, absolutely. So like massive well done, Callum. Like that, like not only have you achieved a sponsor, which is always a massive win, but I just love the whole thinking outside the box thing. And, um, Callum later told me that that was just from reading the um, thinking outside the box part of Get Paid to Race, which he hasn't, he hasn't even finished the book yet. So <laughs> well done. Um, that's some natural talent right there. So um, yeah, congratulations, uh, Callum. And if you want to follow uh, him on um, Instagram, he is cfkarting1. Yeah, awesome stuff. And I just want to point out as well that um, Callum um, is a young aspiring Formula One driver one day. Um, this, is, this is his goal. Um, and currently, I believe he's racing at Rye House um, in a rental car and series. Um, so for those that listen out there, it just shows you can get sponsorship at any level. And um, Callum's on the start of his amazing journey. And I wish you all the very, very best of luck in the future. Yeah, congratulations, Callum. 
Um, and I just want to uh, also say that anyone who ha is in our exclusive driver of the week club, you're going to be hearing from me uh, shortly because I've got some kind of e exciting news for you, which I know is a bit of a tease, but yeah. You so tease, watch yeah. this space. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just don't got a carrot right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's um, all you're getting. <laughs> that's it. But that, that also means guys, um, for those that you listen to the podcast, um, do keep us informed of, success stories um just like Callum did with Jess um because we want to hear about them I think it's really cool to talk about them and celebrate any success stories you've got um but also it gives you opportunity to become one of our winners yeah absolutely so um next week we are going to be talking about how to grow an email list which is kind of exciting and actually um this this week I sent out uh, a new racing mental newsletter uh, to people so um, I've I actually got really, really into sending newsletters over lockdown. So I think I'm going to use some of the stuff that I've um, learned from that in, in next week's episode as well. I look forward to it. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week. Awesome. Take care.